everybody. I'm talking to the camera. Hi, everybody. Viewers, listeners, welcome back to episode number five, season three of Everyday Humanity. I am really excited to be here. I say it every time. I mean it every time. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Beth. Hi. Great to be with you. I'm excited today. Thank you. It'll be great to talk to John. Yes, but we don't really know John that well. So um, if it's okay, I would like to tell everybody how excited I am that you're here because <laughs> this is new for us, right? It's, it truly yeah. is a little bit new. Uh, business owner in the Heartside District where... Mel Trotter Ministries is located. So, John, can you please introduce yourself to all of us, actually? Yeah. Um, so, my name is John Bailey. I'm the uh, currently the manager and um, recently uh, part owner of Lantern Coffee Bar and Lounge in Grand Rapids. Um, so, yeah, we're right by you guys, um, right down the street. Um, see you guys walk by all the time. Um, <laughs> so, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. yeah congratulations on the new part owner. Thank you. That's Appreciate great. it. When did that happen? Um, so we're we're still kind of like doing the paperwork side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so like technically, not really, um, <laughs> but it's been in the works um, since November of 2020. Okay. What did 2020 look like for you guys? Um, it was yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, so we uh, closed our doors March 23rd, um, 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and we just said, you know, we'll be open when it's safe to do so. And... Um, I think at the end of June, we got the okay to reopen with indoor capacity because um, we decided right away, like, we cannot be open unless we are allowed to have people inside. Um, we tried the to-go only, and it just didn't work for us. Mm -hmm. right. um, so end of June, they're like, yep, you can reopen with 25% capacity, which for us, I think, was eight people we were allowed to have in. And uh, so we waited till the week after July 4th until um, everyone was back in town and just went for it and it was hard but um you know i think everybody struggled along with us so yeah, yeah. and i love the lantern and, and for people that don't know lantern is just this amazing uh coffee house downtown uh what's that the corner of commerce and oaks oaks that's right and um i so the first when you were first open I would go in there and, and I must have gone in there for months and I thought it was just like the few seats on top and the coffee bar, right? Right. And then all of a sudden somebody said, well, meet me downstairs. I'm like, downstairs? What are you talking about? Is there a secret <laughs> knock? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then I saw the stairway and it opens up into this great space yeah. with all kinds of tables and couches and chairs and stuff. And, yeah. Um, so you might be able to tell, but I spend a lot of money there, um, but <laughs> have a you. lot of meetings there and just really love the space. Yeah. So if, if any of our listeners or viewers have not been there and you're downtown, highly recommend it. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not alone in that. We have people all the time that are they're like, I've been here so many times. Or I've been coming here for <laughs> years. I never knew you had a basement. Mm -hmm. um, so actually the past like year, we've been kind of going through this um, design growth phase where I'm trying to figure out like how to make us a little more trendy, how to make us a little more welcoming. And one of the things is people never know we have a basement. They never know we have more seating. So now you'll notice we have that big pink neon yes. sign right there at the you top of the stairs it. and you cannot miss yeah. it. Like <laughs> it's, it's so obvious that we have more seating now. Um, we have thrown around the idea of um, on that back wall having um, like more seating below or mm -hmm. having a, a mural done oh, or something yeah. up there. We've, we've tossed that idea around. So maybe in a year or so you'll, you'll see something up there. Yeah, also Dennis is there so frequently you could like station him there and he could just put people down that yeah, way. Yeah, we could, we could hire you as an huh. usher. Yeah. You can just yes. usher people to their seats. I, yeah. The jack of all know, turns. We got if this. this current gig doesn't work out, maybe I'll go right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a special story about the lantern that nobody knows. And I, I do want to share this with you because it yeah. is an incredibly inviting coffee shop. Right. And I knew this when my daughter who's now 25 
graduated from college and I, she and I lived in Fort Wayne, Indiana for about 20 years. And I tried really hard as most moms do to say, do you want to live like down the street close by? Do you want to come here to Grand Rapids, this giant new city that she's never been? And she had some trepidation, right? She wasn't quite sure. And she said, yes, I will move here. She said, but I need some place cool to go. And she sought it out on her own. She Googled cool coffee shops, went to Lena. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live in Grand Rapids now. <laughs> Literally, that was what she went there for four or five times on her own. And she just thought, I love this city. That was really, that's I mean, amazing. that's just that's it. a great story. And it's a true wow. story. Yeah. yeah. And um, mm-hmm. now I see her less and less because she's found, you know, everything there is to do in Grand Rapids right. um, in addition. But yeah. I just was really grateful for that. It was just nice to see her face light up in a very um, unfamiliar city mm-hmm. in a very welcome, welcoming space. So yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. We get, we get stories like that a lot. Mm-hmm, you know, true. you, when you travel to new cities, mm-hmm. even on vacation, stuff like that, you'll go to a place and you'll have a sort of special attachment to there. I'm sure you guys are right, imagining yeah. places you've been, but mm-hmm. We have a group from um, Iceland that they come to Michigan every five years for some family gathering of some kind, and they always come to Lantern every single time. It is like they're like when we're there, we have like they come to Lantern. That's cool. That really is cool. Yeah. And they probably have some like T-shirts or something from the Lantern that they're wearing around Iceland. (laughs) Yeah. Although I don't know if you wear T-shirts in Iceland, but anyway. (laughs) But yeah, we. I remember them from five years ago and kind of just writing it off in my brain. And then it was end of 2019. They like reminded me and they recognized me from the previous time that they were here. Wow. I was like, well, so good to see you guys again. I I barely remember you, but it's, it's cool. It's cool to be that place for people. It is. So, um, you know, we know not just in Grand Rapids, but nationally that homelessness is growing. And we know that um, there are more people on the streets. Uh, many of them that are on the streets that are unsheltered in particular uh, are battling with uh, mental illness and disease. And, you know, recently, and, and it seems like increasingly, we're hearing from business leaders that um, are complaining about the increase in homelessness, complaining about people maybe being in front of their business or something like that. So I'm curious uh, with you as a business owner in Heartside, a co-owner of of Lantern, you know, how do you guys navigate that? How do you view that um, with your business? Yeah. um, So I don't necessarily see it as an issue with them being in front of our business. Um, Obviously, if they're like stopping people asking for money right outside of our door, that can, uh, you know, be something that we have to handle. Um, you know, we we provide like water when we can. Um, obviously, like seating inside is for customers only, which can be tough sometimes to have to like, you know, tell people to leave. Um, right. Especially if they're asking for people for money inside, that right. can also be an issue. Um but I would say that out of the businesses in that area, we we definitely tend to be a lot more gentle than we um, or than the other ones, from what I've heard. Um, you know, because there's nothing there's nothing we can do to solve the problem um, or a, a problem. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and you know, we would help them if we could. We we do our best to not get police involved as well. And usually, we call like the ambassadors or. Um, you know, something like that if we're having, like, major issues. Um, I think I've only had to call the police, like, maybe three times, and that was just where people's safety were at stake, which yeah. is a much more different situation. Right. Yeah. 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 But in general, if I could ask this kind of big 
lofty question. Like, yeah. what kind of vibe, right? Because you feel like a very vibe guy, yeah. right? <laughs> so, I mean, most coffee shops. A but, vibe guy? Well, dude, a vibe but guy. He, understands, yeah, he, like understands, he understands where I'm going. I'm leaving the witness a little yeah. bit. But, but what sort of vibe for people who are maybe afraid of what they don't know, right? right. Um, I'm not going to the Lantern. I'm not going down to Mel Trotter. I'm not going to Hartside because there are homeless people there, right? That mindset. And I see your yeah. face shaking your head. Yeah. How can you kind of dispel that with some accuracy being, uh, yeah. you know, working there every day? Um, they all just want people to talk to really. Mm. Um, most of the time they, when they come in and ask for, you know, we've got one guy who comes in and asks for a soda for free. And I'm always like, no, we don't do that. And he's like, well, let me get a coffee for free. I'm like, no, we don't do that. Um, he'll just stay and chat for a little bit and then be on his way. Um, I think especially during COVID that hurt a lot of them because they had nowhere to go inside. Um, so there was many, many times, especially in the winter that, someone would come in and be like, I just need 10 minutes to warm up. And I was like, totally, like totally cool. You can take a seat up here. And they would stay and chat with me for 15, 20 minutes and be on their way. Um, You know, a lot of times you ask for money. I never have cash, so I never have anything to give. (laughs) Um, Usually they just say, okay, and that's it. And, you know, they're not going to hurt you. They're just, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just there doing what they can and, um, most of the time, yeah, they just want someone to talk to. Yeah. How did that change your, maybe your own perception if it had been anything different than what you were experiencing every day in conversation and community with folks who were coming in just to warm up? Yeah. Um, how has that changed you? Um, it's, it's made me much more empathetic than I was maybe a few years ago. Because, um, again, there's no, like, easy fix to all of this. And... Um, it takes the community to like be nice and be kind and do what you can. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we can't always give away free things or give money or buy lunch or whatever, but oh, you need 10 minutes to warm up. Like that doesn't harm me at all. And if it like helps you get a little bit of a calmer mind and you can survive another day, like I can lend my space for yeah. 10 minutes. That's fine. Yeah. That's really it, right? It's oftentimes it's simple acts of kindness um, that are flowing from what we can give, right? Right. We can give that 10 minutes of warming space. We can give, um, not all the time, but sometimes we can give those few minutes of conversation um, because that really helps people feel known Mm -hmm. uh, and valued. Yep. And that really can sometimes be the first steps toward different style of life, right? Leaving homelessness. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and I have personally been in the lantern when I've seen, uh, some of the staff there have to, uh, very kindly, I would say, ask someone that's there, they've been there too long, ask them to leave because they're not a paying customer. And, um, you know, in my opinion, and I know I'm a little biased because I work with this population, um, but in my opinion, I think there's a lot that we all could learn from the way that your staff generally interact with everyone there, but in particular, some of our most vulnerable citizens. And what kind of, um, because I've seen it in several staff, right? So what kind of training do you do? Or is it in the hiring process? Or how do you, how do you train your staff that maybe didn't don't live in Hartside or whatever that are coming into town and how do you train them to be that compassionate? Um, so we, when we interview people, we actually disclose, um, in our interview, Hey, just so you know, we're in this area, you know, we've got some shelters in our area. So you will encounter, um, the homeless population. 
And we always ask, does that make you uncomfortable or comfortable? So they're, you know, even before they're hired, they're fully aware that, you know, they're going to have to deal with these things. Um, and we have some, some protocols and some like scripts, if you will, um, a, a way of wording, wording things where I usually say like, Hey, just so you know, if you do want to be here, we do ask that you purchase something. Um, we have LaCroix, which is a dollar or like we used to have bananas or apples, which yeah. were a dollar. Um, and you kind of leave, leave it as like this, you kind of like throw them a, a lofted ball. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, just so you know, this is, this is just our rule. And we've got a couple signs in place that do state like seating is for customers only. Um, yeah. And you just, you just be as gentle as possible with your words and we do our best to not embarrass them. Like usually if they're sitting down, like I'll kneel down next to them and almost like whisper it in a way yeah. that way, you know, you're not making a scene. Um, yes. although sometimes they do right. make it a scene, but, <laughs> um, you know, it happens. So I'm hearing dignity and I'm hearing yeah. compassion and I'm hearing everything that, that we endeavor to do at Maltrata, right. To demonstrate the compassion of Jesus for anyone experiencing hunger and homelessness. And so, um, as part of our capital campaign, we are changing the way that, um, our building is actually structured to allow for more dignity of individuals because at the end of the day, this is really what we talk about here. Um, I think the underpinning of all of everyday humanity, which is, we're all everyday humans, right. <laughs> you know, right. we're all in this life together yeah. mm-hmm. and we all have our struggles and we all experience different situations of adversity and trials and so forth. And really what it takes are people like you, business owners, friends, unexpected locations to say, mm-hmm. yeah, are you cold? Please let me help you get warm. Yeah. Like it's kind of basic, right? When you right. think about it from that perspective, did mm-hmm. you have any of that model to you growing up? Like, you know, oftentimes we have people that we serve that will say, well, I grew up in addiction. Um, I didn't have parents that showed me how to do life as an example, right? So I'm just wondering if empathy was something that was instilled in you personally in a young age. Not really. Um, (laughs) I I think honestly, (laughs) I think this a lot with kind of my generation um, with social media. Mm. Social media has been good to me in that way that I've seen through, I would say probably Twitter mostly, um, a lot of the social cues and social justice that I understand has come through social media and purposefully trying to educate myself because I'm from Granville. Like I've been born and raised in Granville. Like I've been around just like, you know, middle-class white people my entire life. Um, I lived in Detroit for a year and in a, uh, mostly Arabic community. And that was a huge culture shock, like very bad. So when I lived over there, I was like, okay, how do I, better understand this life that I now have to live for, for a year while I went to college. Um, and then when I came back and started working downtown and started being a little more in diversity, um, instead of like cowering away from it, I just wanted to educate myself. So social media has been great in that sense. Um, anytime there's like a global story about homelessness or something like that, I love to just like go through and read the replies. And there's tons of people that are saying these types of things. And it's helped me just see it with a, a fresher perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I really love about your generation. There's a lot of things that I do. But, you know, we have a lot of people of, of your generation. I feel really old saying that. <laughs> we have a lot of people of your generation that work at Mount Trotter. And I think one of the things that I continually learn from them is exactly that. There's a curiosity. And the, that curiosity breeds empathy. Um, which I think is so important for what we do, right? And I think it really does um, 
help some of us that are of a different generation. I don't know you're looking um, at me. I'm not yeah. quite that old. <laughs> no, I'm close. When, when I say us, I mean <laughs> <Yes>. me. Um, <laughs> right? Um, try to be more empathetic too, you yeah. know? And, and I was thinking uh, as you guys were talking and you were talking about we kneel down, we try not to make a scene, right? We try to use affirming words. And what kept coming back to my mind is one of the reasons that's so important is because oftentimes what I've learned in my 10 years at Mel Trotter is what if? And what I mean by that is, what if that was my dad? What if that was my daughter? What if that was my uncle, right? What if that was somebody, that my son or daughter, that I really cared about? And they were in a, maybe in a city, I don't even know where they are. And they were struggling with this. And they were freezing cold and they walked into a coffee shop. What would I want for them? And what I would want is somebody to go, absolutely, come in. You can stay 10 minutes. I'll talk to you. Yeah, you like, hi, hi, what's your name? Yeah. Right. yeah. Be- because Same. the truth of the matter is every person that's on the corner in Heartside, every person that walks into the lantern um, is someone's son, daughter, mom, dad, whatever it might be, right? And it's, I think for me, it's changed my lens when I've thought, well, I don't know that person, but what if that person was someone I loved? Yeah. You know, so I just really, again, I mean, just kudos to, to how you guys approach that. Yeah. I had a coworker at Lantern. Um, this probably would have been 2016. I was still like a new employee at this point and still a little uncomfortable with like being downtown. Um, and I'll, she said something to me that I'll never forget. We were, it was slow one day. We we're just sitting there watching, you know, people walk by and somehow we were talking about the homeless community and she said, well, you know, we're all one large medical expense away from being homeless or something along yeah. those lines. And I was wow. like, wow, that's uh, spot on. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty it true. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've always thought about that. And she's long gone. She moved away. But I still think about her. Yeah, yeah her legacy continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that is true. We see that every single day, right? Yeah. Is many of the people that we serve one big thing, divorce, disease, medical expense, uh, foreclosure, whatever it might be, one big thing that could happen to any one of us yeah. has put them in a position where they never thought they would be and frankly didn't want to be. Right. Um, and then it's such a, it's a, it's a short road to end up homeless. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely long road to come back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whoever that was, I hope she listens to this because we should give her <laughs> yes, a shout please out. send her this episode. Yeah, I'll send yeah, it to her. Yes, yeah. yes. But that's one of the things that our very first episode of season three of this season um, was our keynote speaker at our season of Hope Gala. Mm-hmm. And she, Paula is her name, and she spoke about, um, well, on behalf of season of Hope, we were raising money for prevention and diversion, which is one of the areas of focus of Mel Trotter, right? It's about going upstream and saying, if we can help you one time, maybe it's a $250 car repair, maybe it's a copay. Right. Maybe it's one thing to alleviate your decision of do I put food on the table for my kids or do I get evicted? Right. And sometimes I think um, in the spirit of your coworker who was really insightful with that comment, just kind of like, wow, it's just one medical bill away. Sometimes it's just that educational process. And I also really um, was impressed by what you said, which was like social media has taught me because it's hard for our generation sometimes to hear that, right? Like <laughs> right. It, it's, um, we didn't grow up with social media. Big surprise. We grew up with the telephones on the walls with like the long cords oh, and the dials. Thank we you. We barely grew up with media. Uh, we had three TV stations. I know. And it was like the big TV <laughs> that you walked up to and turned the dial oh, right, was, on, on legs. I was my dad's remote control. Yes. <laughs> hey, get up and turn the channel. Yeah. There were, it was like a tripod, <laughs> only not a cool tripod like right. today. And right. Matthew's loving this, our production, right? Matthew I knows know. all the cool equipment. And I'm like. <laughs> the two old people yeah. are ranting here. We grew up in Brady Bunch houses what really happened and but you know for me to hear you say social media taught me that really um 
gives me hope might be strong, but clearly social media, Mm -hmm. like anything in life is a blessing and a curse, right? If you're on there and you're just doing the whole comparison thing, or you're just not treating people in a compassionate and dignified manner, or you're just spewing one side of the opinion, you know, as an example, um, it's, it's hard to really glean information. And what I heard you say is it really informed me. You went to the comments and you were basically saying, how do people view this? Yeah. How Mm -hmm. do people view homelessness? And therefore, how do I really consider um, what it truly is? And yeah. now you're proximate to it. You've read about it. You've educated yourself. And that's yeah. really what we do every day. We really yeah. try and say, it might not be what you think it is. Right. Yeah. It's just help. I don't have a question in there. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. I was just sharing. I was just reiterating that. Yeah. I was just impressed by that answer. Yeah. No, yeah. social media is a really powerful thing. Uh, you just have to want to better yourself. Yeah. If you're looking for this type of stuff, you can find it out there. You can read right. through it. I mean... If you go through my favorite, least favorite thing is reading through like M live comment sections because they're always yes, atrocious. They but, are. But you do find some gems in there where people mm-hmm. will be, you know, defending the article yeah. or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can read different perspectives, but you have to want to like mm-hmm. sift yeah. through the junk sometimes. And it feels like if we look hard enough, we will always find light in the darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and sometimes I feel that way reading the comments too. Yeah. I'm like, oh my word, this is awful. And then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. one pops out and you go, yeah. oh, there's humanity. My, my favorite is reading about um, anytime SportsCenter or ESPN puts out anything about LeBron James. <laughs> I, I think he's the greatest athlete to ever walk the face of the earth. But everyone hates him. You know what I mean? Uh, right. No, no. Girl from Cleveland right here. Northeast Ohio. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, my word. <laughs> so you, right you'd always, you know, I think he's obviously the greatest basketball player to ever live. You read through the comments and everyone, you know, Jordan, loves to point Jordan. out Jordan, Jordan, yeah. Jordan. But yeah. it's like, no, statistically speaking, LeBron James is better by far. And you cannot deny statistics. So you always got to read through the hate to find the one person that knows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and okay. So like, I'm so happy. I, right let now. me, this is going to make you guys happy. So I was working, leading a camp for the YMCA in Akron, Ohio, when LeBron James was in high school and the buzz around him as like a freshman in high school is this guy's going to the NBA immediately. Like you could probably leave high school right now and be in the NBA. Right. And if you think about the fact that the, leave high school and go perform at the level that he did, yeah. he's inarguably the best. Yeah. And yeah. And um, from a character standpoint, yes. right? I grew up with MJ. I grew up all things Jordan, right? And I grew up watching him beat the Cavs with the three over Elo with the line. I mean, I'm telling you, I was all into basketball. Yeah. And so, but I know, really going off script here. <laughs> but, but what I didn't know as a girl, I saw what I, I saw through my lens, which was this guy can shoot threes. But I didn't know his character off the court, you know. And I saw LeBron lighting it up, doing all the things as an example from the data. Right. But I also saw him off the court yeah. and caring for his people in Akron and caring yeah. for, he said, this is where I came from and caring for his mother and caring for his family members and giving back to society and starting schools. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that for me really define how I see somebody now holistically. And and what I hear you say too, is this whole thing. It's kind of like, what are we doing with the giftings and skill sets? How are we showing up in the lives of other yep. people? That's right. Um, and that's what we just really try and do every day is to see people from that educated lens. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, um, an, a social media acquaintance friend of mine. He owns a tea shop in um, Yunnan, China, but he's from Wisconsin. And he's, wow. he's one of the largest tea providers um, in like the niche tea world. Um, he owns two companies, a tea company and a tea wear company. And he only follows his other company's account on social media and LeBron James. <laughs> really? And I asked him one time why. So his name is Paul. And 
he said he really admires LeBron James so much because it's proof that you can be undeniably the best at something and people will still hate you. And he strives wow. to be that. He wants to be mm-hmm. the best at something and people will still dislike you for mm-hmm. whatever reason. So mm-hmm. wow, I think that's fantastic. It's <laughs> yeah. very intuitive. Yeah. Wow. Also, amazing. can he get LeBron to maybe come be our keynote speaker at Season of Hope next year? I'm just, I have some ideas <laughs> yeah, right I'll, now. I'll right? see if I can pull some strings. Yeah, I think we could fill the room. I think we can talk about all this. I'm so excited. Good guess, Matthew. We love John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, what, um, what advice would you give? I was going to ask this earlier. What advice would you give, first of all, the businesses, and then I know we'll have, we'll have other, but if there's somebody out there that's thinking about bringing a business to Heartside, but they're a little bit leery because it's Heartside, or mm-hmm. there's a business owner in Heartside that's thinking, maybe I should pack up shop and move somewhere else. Um, I don't, what advice would you give them? Do what you can when you can. I mean, mm-hmm. like I kind of said earlier, we don't always have the ability to provide what is needed, but we can provide what we can, whether that's yeah. a conversation or 10, 15 minutes to warm up. Um, you know, it doesn't have to go above and beyond as always because, you know, sometimes we're busy and we don't have the yeah. time to do these things. But, you know, in the winter, a lot of times I'll just give them a to-go cup of hot water, something to hold their, keep their hands warm. Um, yeah, in the early mornings, I get a lot in the winter. They just need a place to warm up. Totally cool with me. You know, if we're not packed yeah. full, like it's not harming me in any way and it's something really great for them and I have to do arguably nothing, you know, right. just let them hang out. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, From as long business? as, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So usually, you know, I'll try to like lay, you know, Hey, you need 10 minutes. Cool. It's, yeah. you know, three 30 right now. I'll let you know about three forty. That way it's yeah. established ahead of time. That's you have right. this time setting the boundaries, setting mm-hmm. the, the protocol that way they're aware you're aware, you know, and then when the time comes just say, Hey, a couple minutes, whatever. And That's no issue. Good. So, yeah, I guess my advice would be do what you can when you can and yeah. just know that Heartside's a pretty cool place and we're super happy to be there as always. Um, over the years, we've gotten many questions of opening another location or moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've always said, like, no, like Lantern is meant to be in this part of town. Yeah. Um, I think our name along with the layout of our building is perfect for this side of town. Um, and statistically speaking, when businesses close in certain areas, it's really bad for that area. It has kind of a ripple effect sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Heartside needs us and obviously we need Heartside too. So, yeah. Yeah. And the Mel Trotter staff, I mean, you know, they need a place to go get coffee. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yeah. You, you answer my question. That's such good advice. And that's what I was going to say is, do you contemplate moving away from Heartside? No. You very said, you, no, we're not moving, right? Yeah. You're good for the for the district and Heartside yeah. is good for you. It's reciprocity right there. Yeah. And, I, we love that you're there. My, my business partner, Steve, has always said that if we do ever open up a second location, which isn't really on our radar right now, um, we would probably do it under a different name. Because oh, Lantern was something that he specifically chose for mm. Heartside. Yeah. Um, and I wish I knew the story, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I heard it once, but I don't remember it. Yeah. So next time I see him, I'm going to have to yeah, ask yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we just thank you. We thank you for your time, for being here with us today, yeah. and for continuing to serve us all really, really good coffee. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and also for your heart and yeah. your compassion for others. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay, viewers, listeners, thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Everyday Humanity, and we'll see you back here next week. Oh, 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 oh,